ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. It's one of the most watched defamation cases, with both Brittany Higgins and Bruce Lehrman taking the stand in the federal court this week. Mr Lehrman is suing Network 10 and journalist Lisa Wilkinson for defamation over an interview where Ms Higgins alleged she'd been raped by a Liberal staffer at Parliament House in 2019. Mr Lehrman has denied the allegation and has never been found guilty of any wrongdoing. Today, reporter Patrick Bell on the case and the key evidence. And a warning, this episode includes some details of a rape allegation. Patrick, we're going to discuss what we've heard from both Brittany Higgins and Bruce Lehrman in the federal court this week, but we should start by outlining the case because we must remember that this is a civil proceeding. It relates to defamation, doesn't it? That's right, Sam. The criminal case in relation to the alleged rape of Brittany Higgins in a Parliament House office, you'd remember, fell over last year because of a juror misconduct. The trial of Bruce Lehrman over the alleged rape of Brittany Higgins was dramatically halted today after a juror was caught doing their own research. The breach was only discovered during a routine tidy up of the jury room by a court sheriff when an academic paper, not in evidence in the trial, fell out of a folder. And the top prosecutor in the ACT at the time abandoned plans for a retrial out of concern for Ms Higgins' health. I've made the difficult decision that it is no longer in the public interest to pursue a prosecution at the risk of a complainant's life. Bruce Lehrman has always denied the allegations against him and has never been found uh, guilty of any wrongdoing. So this is a defamation proceeding brought by Mr Lehrman against Network 10 and its presenter, Lisa Wilkinson, who until last year had a role hosting the project. And Mr Lehman claims that an interview that she did with Brittany Higgins on the project in early 2021 defamed him. And that was when she first went public with the allegation that she'd been raped by a Liberal staffer. Mm, but Patrick, in that interview that aired on Channel 10, Mr Lerman wasn't named, was he? No, he wasn't. But in a letter to Network 10, he argued that his name was widely trafficked as the culprit on social media and the internet generally. His lawyers said it was notorious within Parliament House and elsewhere mm. that Mr Lerman was the person alleged to have assaulted Ms Higgins and he claims he was identifiable by some of the other details they included in the program. Patrick, let's now go inside the courtroom because, as we mentioned earlier, both Brittany Higgins and Bruce Lehrman have been on the stand this week. Let's start with Brittany Higgins. A substantial amount of her evidence came on Wednesday, didn't it? 
Indeed. So she was questioned at length about the night that she had been out drinking with Mr Lehman and others at uh, a Canberra pub and then a, a nightclub in the, the CBD. She told the court that it was the most intoxicated she'd ever been in her life. It was an abnormality that she was so drunk. She said she'd consumed uh, 11 vodka-based alcoholic drinks uh, at the dock and then um, said she she recalls having shots at the nightclub that a smaller group went on to. Ms Higgins told how she'd invited Mr Lehrman and others to drinks at Canberra Bar, the dock, but barely remembers a nightclub later, although she did recall Mr Lehrman getting into her space. Uh, at that nightclub, she told the court she remembered Mr Lehrman was being handsy, as she called it, that he had his arms around her and touching her legs and thigh areas. And she said she was tolerating it, but she didn't want it. Then, of course, she testified about the details of when the pair went back to Parliament House. She told the court she had a patchy recollection of that period. She had no independent memory of things that she's subsequently seen on security footage things like going through the metal detector and then being escorted by a security guard to the office of Senator Linda Reynolds. And then Miss Higgins was asked to detail the alleged rape. She was, and uh, Miss Higgins became tearful at several points in her testimony, including this point. Uh, she gave an account of the alleged rape as she recalled it. She told the court that Bruce Lehman was on top of her and that's what she woke up to find. She said uh, he was having sex with her, that she'd refused consent on a loop, she said. She um, told the court she kept saying no or stop uh, and can't remember exactly how many times she said it, but said uh, Mr Lehman didn't acknowledge it. And she also said she believes that he had a climax uh, while he was uh, in her. And Patrick, what did she tell the court about what happened after the alleged incident, which of course Mr Lehrman denies and he's never been found to have committed a crime? Indeed. Uh, Ms Higgins told the court that in the immediate aftermath of the alleged assault, she didn't disclose it to her housemates or to other friends. She said she was still in shock and processing what had happened to her and, and wasn't ready to talk to anyone. Uh, she described to the court being in a depressive state that weekend and not leaving the house at all and that she only left when she had to return to work on the Monday. And then she detailed to the court some of those early interactions in that week. Upon her return, she said Mr Lehman bought her a takeaway coffee from the Parliament House Cafe and that he had behaved in, in a way that she said conveyed a sense of familiarity, that he'd mm -hmm. sent her an email that had a smiley face in it and she was really upset about that and told the court she'd freaked out because he had never been quite so familiar with her before uh, the alleged assault. OK, so, Patrick... Before Brittany Higgins began her evidence, of course, Bruce Lehrman had spent five days giving his evidence. Just tell me about what he told the court. He told the court that after the interview aired on Network 10 that he became socially isolated, that he had been removed from a number of group chats on uh, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and his number of Facebook friends had reduced 
Uh, and that was part of his explanation for why he was identified uh, in that story. He was, of course, asked about detailed uh, accounts that Ms Higgins has made about uh, the alleged assault and told the court that none of that happened. He told the court he didn't get consent because he did not have sexual intercourse with Ms Higgins. And in light of all of that, his barrister, Matthew Richardson, told the court that Bruce Lehman has been publicly maligned as one of the most revolting predators mm. of the recent history of this country and that that was defamatory and clearly harmful to his reputation. Uh, Mr Lehman also denied making any advance towards Ms Higgins at all. He did admit uh, to being verbally flirtatious with her on the night in question but denied any sort of physical contact, touching, kissing or, or anything of that nature. All right, Patrick. So what was the other key evidence that was given by Bruce Lehrman during his time in the court? One of the key moments was uh, when it was put to Bruce Lehrman by TENS barrister Matthew Collins that he had deliberately tried to get Brittany Higgins drunk on the night that they'd been out in Canberra. He denied that, but he did concede buying her two of the drinks she consumed at that Canberra pub, despite earlier saying he couldn't recall doing so. Tens Barrister challenged Bruce Lehman that he'd given false evidence to the court because earlier he'd said the only people he recalled buying drinks for at the venue were himself and his friend Austin Wenke. Mr Lehman had said he had been confused at different points of his testimony and the judge did tell Bruce Lehman that if he felt like he couldn't give uh, an appropriate uh, account of the events he was being asked that he did need to say as much. So, Patrick, that all came out in the cross-examination of Bruce Lehrman, and there has been some confusion on Brittany Higgins' side too, hasn't there, when she was cross-examined on Thursday? Indeed, there has been, Sam. She told the court... She was not always correct in the evidence she gave to the criminal trial. She was also grilled over a photo of a bruise on her leg that she first presented in the Channel 10 interview uh, and uh, suggested that that was evidence of the alleged assault. But uh, she has conceded under cross-examination the bruise could have been caused in another circumstance. There's also been quite a serious imputation put by Mr Lehrman's lawyers to Ms Higgins. Uh, it was suggested to her that she had a financial interest in the outcome of the trial because uh, she still has a pending book deal, which Mr Lehrman's barrister Stephen Wybrow said was related in some substantial part to the truth of her allegation. And of course, Network 10 seeking to prove that that allegation is true Ms Higgins has said that if she ever does finish the book, she'll donate those earnings to charity and told the court she doesn't care about the money at all. OK, Patrick, as we mentioned earlier, this is a civil trial relating to defamation and Channel 10 is relying partly on the defence of truth. That is, that the allegations raised by Brittany Higgins in the project interview are true. So what does Channel 10 and Lisa Wilkinson need to prove to succeed in the defamation case? 
There are a few lines of defence that Network 10 has. It will seek to establish the truth of its reporting. Now, they only need to do that on the balance of probabilities rather than in a criminal trial where you'd need to establish someone's guilt beyond reasonable doubt. But even if it doesn't do that, Network 10 can still win if it proves that there was a sufficient public interest in the story to attract a qualified privilege under the New South Wales laws. And it argues that the political fallout was massive and therefore evidently it was a really important story to do. So tell me what comes next in this process? Well, Network 10 has said it plans to call more than 20 supporting witnesses to strengthen its argument that the reporting was true. Many of those are people who Ms Higgins disclosed the alleged assault to, friends. We expect her own father may even be called as a witness. Uh, We'll also hear from the Parliament House security guards who were on duty that night. And we also expect to hear from Network 10 representatives, including Lisa Wilkinson herself, about the efforts they took in the preparation of the program. Okay. And this is a judge-only trial. So when do we expect a result? It's unclear exactly. Justice Michael Lee will almost certainly uh, reserve his decision at the end of these few weeks, but uh, there will be a lot of pressure on Justice Lee to come to a decision because Mr Lehrman's lawyers told the court uh, earlier last week he was seeking vindication through this case given the criminal trial was aborted. So whatever Justice Lee decides is bound to have huge ramifications for everyone involved. Patrick Bell is an ABC reporter based in Canberra. This episode was produced by Bridget Fitzgerald, Nell Whitehead and Anna John, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. Over the weekend, catch the latest episode of If You're Listening. Matt Bevan looks at the chaos at OpenAI and what it means for the future of artificial intelligence. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening.